And we're back here on Unusual Sources. That's 93.3 on the FM dial and cfmu.ca for the rest of the world outside Hamilton, Wentworth. You can live listen to us on our streaming service or catch our archive at cfmu.ca and you'll find the links to our SoundCloud page. Now, of course, there's a lot of big stuff planned for April and we're ahead of that. Uh, We're ahead of the game. We have uh, Rabbi Dr. Lucia Pizarro with us today. And she is going to be telling us about some of the things that are going on. So thanks very much for being on the program with us. Thank you. Well, we've had a lot of your uh, friends and relatives on the program to talk about some of these related initiatives. It's been a big year uh, for independent Jewish voices, and it's been a big year for some of the affiliated or related organizations and things that are going on. And I know we're talking specifically about the Jewish Liberation Theology Institute, in your case. This is, this is something we're paying attention to, especially at this time of year. It can seem that, in many ways, Jewish rights, religion in general, might have become somewhat ossified in recent years, you know. And it strikes me that about 100 years ago, the Jewish religion and culture was very much alive. Uh, it was changing with the times, perhaps changing the times, a force for progress at times and associated with a lot of causes. But um, today, uh, things seem more stagnant, in, in my view, until uh, we saw a growing body of people involved in the Jewish community who have been reintegrating into progressive causes, who have been asking questions about what is the role of Judaism today, what has happened to the religion, what is happening in terms of renewal. And there's more discussion and activity. Um, Jalethin is, is part of that, and it's, it's very exciting to us. Uh, and one of the things we've talked about on this program in the past uh, with Robert, Allison, and others has been the liberation seders that are happening in Hamilton. You've been pioneering that. You've been doing important work on that, and it has reached national or even international attention. We've talked about it before, but every year it seems that there's something a little different and something new. Um, There's always things that are being remembered, uh, special attention being paid to things. I understand this time you're going to be remembering the Nakba, and I'm wondering, can you tell us how you arrived at doing so and what had happened in the previous year? Uh, every year we commemorate uh, whichever Palestinian uh, commemoration is closest to Passover uh, and to the Seder in, uh, in particular. And usually that could be any of three things. It could be uh, uh, remembering political prisoners, remembering uh, the massacre in Dir Yassin, or remembering Land Day. Uh, this year, the first night of Passover, of Pesach, uh, falls on the same day as Land Day, Palestinian Land Day. So we're going to be remembering uh, uh, Land Day. But this year also, it is the 70th anniversary of the Nakba. So we, we will be uh, remembering both the Nakba and Land Day, which are, uh, I see them as, as related. Certainly, and it relates to the larger question of oppression, which I know um, is going to be covered in various ways this month. So the Liberation Seders, I've been to the one in Hamilton more than once. Uh, I can't remember if I've been to the one in Toronto, but it seems you've got three happening this year. There's actually going to be one happening in London, if I remember correctly. So are you expanding the Liberation Seders? Uh, Yes, we... 
we want uh, the more liberation centers, the better, the more people uh, can link the theme of liberation of a center to the struggle of liberation of Palestine, the better. So uh, we are very, very pleased that we are doing this now in, in three cities. Yes. No, it is a welcome development. And for those who are just tuning in, we're speaking to Rabbi Dr. Lucia Pizarro, who is helping coordinate and, and run uh, the Liberation Staters, as well as other events that are happening in April. We're very excited about it. In fact, before we go on, I, I want to help people find the website or the material. You have a Facebook page and, and a dedicated website. Where can people find uh, the Jewish liberation theology work that you're doing on the Internet? Uh, the website is jellythin.ca. Uh, it's the, the first two letters of each uh, word. Uh, J-A-L-I-T-H-I-N.ca. Right. .ca. Ju- .ca, Jewish Liberation Theology Institute, so jellythin.ca. That's right. And it's on Facebook. Uh, yeah. You can just look up the acronym, jellythin. Well, I, I mentioned that uh, because I was looking through that yesterday, and I found... You actually have the the Haggadah, the the Passover Haggadah for this year on the website. And this Haggadah, it talks about oppression, and it talks about resistance, and it talks about liberation in the context of Jewish people in their struggle, and Palestinians, and and all sorts of things like that. And I'm just wondering, it seems that this one's a little different. You have a 2018 Haggadah. So, you know, how have you incorporated Palestine into this year's Haggadah? Um, The... The story of the Haggadah, um, the first Seder that we did was in 2009. And and in 2009, we were in Toronto, and we were six people, and I, I wrote my own Haggadah because I couldn't uh, bear the idea of celebrating the liberation of the Hebrews. And in Judaism, it means that we have to celebrate our freedom, knowing that the Jewish state is oppressing the Palestinian people. So the only way I can do anything during Passover is by uh, doing something around the struggle of liberation of Palestine. And so I wrote my own Haggadah uh, to do that. But then I went to rabbinical school and I didn't have time to be writing my Haggadah every year. So we started using uh, IJAN's Haggadah, which is the International Jewish Anti-Zionist Network. And that's the one we used. Uh, Then they changed their Haggadah because they also updated every year. And then I didn't like the new updates. So I kept the old one, but then I started changing a few things. And for example, last year, uh, Rabbi Mevaser changed all the blessings because he didn't want hierarchy in the blessings. So he, he no longer used the, the word sovereign in, in blessings, but he changed it to, to source of all worlds. And, and also he added uh, plagues uh, that affect the oppressor, uh, the state of Israel. Uh, so, and this year we, the the changes that we make are are small, but is every year we make a few changes. So, um, so yeah, I think the Haggadah is becoming uh, unique. Yeah, I noticed the changes. Very interesting. And of course, people can find it because they go to the website and you have, I think it's a PDF document or something, and you can just download it and look at it on your tablet or print it out or something. That's, that's really neat. So you can, you can know ahead of time what's, what's going to be <laughs> happening on Passover. Um, now, you mentioned Rabbi Mivaser. Of course, he's been a guest of this program. And so he's, he's returning this year. Uh, is that just for Hamilton? 
Yes. Okay, that's that's interesting. That's lucky for us in Hamilton. He uh, he's a very energetic character, and um, it was um, I, yeah, it was um, pretty good last year, last time around, and when he spoke on on various issues. Uh, so so if you go to the Hamilton uh, Liberation Seder, Rabbi Mivaser will be there. Uh, are you how closely are you coordinating with him on on this? Uh, pretty close, uh, but uh, he has uh, his own style. I will be leading the other two seders, the one in Toronto and the one in London. And uh, I keep telling Rabbi Mevaser what to do, and he keeps doing whatever he wants. <laughs> um, but people love him, so we let him. It's like herding cats. <laughs> well, no, that's that's so. For the listeners, we just want to get some of the details out there, at least for the Hamilton one. I mean, we know that the Facebook page mentions where you can find the Toronto Liberation Seder and the London Liberation Seder and the Hamilton one. What day is the Hamilton one taking place? It's Monday, the 2nd of April at 6.30 in New Vision Church. That's Easter Monday. Easter. Okay. So that's uh, a lot of our listeners, of course, know where the New Vision United Church is. And of course, it's a highly accessible location, accessible by wheelchair, but also various forms of transit. You can take your car and park in a big parking lot nearby, or there's about five buses that stop right beside um, New Vision United Church. And that's just a few days from now. So we're giving people the earliest morning we can. We've had a lot of events, other types of events this month, so we've been busy. But we want to make sure people know about that. So they can, do they need to like register in advance or something? Uh, they do. Uh, people, please register in advance because we need to order uh, enough food for everyone. That makes sense. You've got to plan it all out and then you have to know how many people to sit and all that sort of thing. So it's a quite involved process. So we want to know before it, uh, before it starts if there's a way to do that, of course, via communicating you through the Facebook page or the website. And you have the, I saw you have the contact information there. So that's fine. So that, that that's spectacular. You have this just a few days from now. You said the 2nd of April here in Hamilton. We have a, a tradition now. This has become a sort of tradition, although it's always changing and evolving and developing in Hamilton. So uh, I noticed there's always new people at, at the Liberation Seder. You know, I've been to three, four in Hamilton, and it's not the same group of people every time. I mean, there's just a lot of the same people are there each time, but there's always new people. Uh, I guess that you, you feel good about that. Yeah, we, we always have uh, the regulars that include you and your family, and we always have uh, new people. Uh, that's the way uh, it works in all the cities. Well, in London, everybody's going to be new, but uh, in Toronto and in Hamilton, we, we usually have a core group of regulars, and then and then we meet a lot of new people every time. So, I mean, for those who might not know, this is, of course, open to everyone. It's not simply for Jewish people, of course, that, that is a core part of it, obviously, but it's obviously open to all people who are concerned about social justice and anti-oppression and liberation, and that's a wide range of people, and you've had a wide range of people there, so that's who we hope to get this year. We also have people that are just curious and want to learn what's going on and not necessarily subscribe to the views of, of the Seder. But it's the real deal. You've got the whole, the whole evening planned out, and to the extent you encourage people to eat beforehand, uh, I believe, because it's going to be some time before they get... Uh, well, you know, uh, traditional seders, uh, you have to read the whole Haggadah before you eat, and that can take hours. So we, we do an abbreviated version of, of this seder, but that that is still um, a good hour. Uh, this year is going to be more than an hour. Uh, I want the, the Palestinian speaker to speak before the meal. 
but I don't know what David Mevaser is going to do. But he also speaks forever. So yeah, don't expect to come to an event and have dinner served. It it takes a while for dinner to come. Well, forewarned is forearmed. It's we want people to not be caught by surprise on that issue. Um, okay, well, so that is um, a triple event. Toronto, London, Hamilton, the Liberation Seder, and it will be on April 2nd. And I, I know um, people out here in Hamilton have access to that. They can get to that. There's also an event later in the month, and, and that's what prompted us to bring you here because of this. You've got three events with the Liberation Seders going on in here in South Ontario, and then you have this other event in Hamilton at the end of April. Uh, so for people in Hamilton, there's two events they can go to, the Liberation Seder and the visit of uh, Reverend Dr. Naeem Atik. Now, this is something I'm not familiar with, although I've interviewed many of your colleagues. I've interviewed David Mivisser and... Um, quite a number of people from Independent Jewish Voices and so on. I'm not familiar uh, with the Reverend Dr. Naeem Atik. I understand he's going to be speaking about Palestinian liberation theology. Um, not an area of expertise for me. I'm not sure if we know a whole lot about it, but is there? what can you tell us about Palestinian liberation theology? Well, first of all, uh, Naeem Atik is... is one of the founders and creators of Palestinian liberation theology, also one of the founders and creators of Sabil, uh, which is the organization uh, that is about Palestinian liberation theology. Uh, I, When I lived in, in Jerusalem, I heard him speak a few times. And Palestinian liberation theology is based on traditional liberation theology, which is a contradiction in terms because liberation theology is not traditional. Uh, but anyway, liberation theology is a theology that uh, sees the world through the eyes of the oppressed. So the, the, the way you learn about things is through the eyes of the oppressed, not through the eyes of the privileged people that that have money to go to university and write books, but through the eyes of the people that are suffering from poverty, from oppression, uh, from all different types of oppression. So in, in Palestine, Palestinian liberation theology is about seeing the conflict, the Israeli-Palestinian conflict through the eyes of the oppressed. This means through the eyes of the Palestinian people. And and this view of, of the conflict and of the world is attached to Christianity. Uh, Palestinian liber- liberation theology is a Christian liberation theology that uh, sees the world through the eyes of the oppressed, in this case, the Palestinian people. And that's what you do. Specifically, liberation theology, you are focused perhaps on Jewish liberation theology, but when someone like uh, Naeem Atik comes along, of course, this is someone you want to work with because he's also involved in liberation theology. So I, I suppose it prompted you to help help feature his tour and everything like that. I guess, is that what he's going to be talking about on later in the month of April? It's, it's going to be about this uh, unique uh, Palestinian liberation theology that he's been developing? Uh, yes, he. it is a, a book tour, a national book tour that he's, he's promoting his new book. His new book is about Palestinian liberation theology. So he's going to be talking precisely about Palestinian liberation theology. And for us as the Jewish Liberation Theology Institute, it is obviously very exciting to be hosting Palestinian liberation theology uh, Institute uh, 
so to speak, which is uh, Sabil. And um, yes, we're, we're very, very happy about this. I have not seen the advertising go out for this, for example, on the Hamilton Coalition to Stop the War yet, because it's been busy with uh, a bunch of other events, and it's about to come out for the advertising for April, and this is all going to be sent out. But for the event information, um, is this on the 30th of April? What? Or Yeah, so it's April 30th, right at the end of the month. Yeah, it's it's uh, Monday, I believe, also, Monday 30th of April, and it's a, an evening talk about Palestinian liberation theology at New Vision. Right, so new, as long as they know where that is, they're okay. <laughs> um, this is exciting because we have right here in Hamilton a Jewish Liberation Theology Organization and people uh, trying to press ahead on finding out how uh, Jewish theology relates to oppression as it exists today and liberation as it exists today, which is an exciting and highly relevant question. So now that you've and your partners have established this this institute, what exactly are you hoping to see in the near future or the distant future? I guess I'm wondering, you know, how do you want uh, Jalethin to, to change the world or change Judaism? I... The, the the way it was conceived was by meeting uh, young Jews uh, that came to Jerusalem. I was living in Jerusalem at the time that were thirsty for some kind of uh, Judaism, some kind of spirituality that would speak to them. And, and they were also very interested in fighting for Palestinian human rights. And they couldn't do both, because currently, if you go to any mainstream Jewish organization, uh, there is a level of Zionism and uh, that is very uncomfortable for people that are aware of the oppression of the Palestinians. So it, it becomes impossible to participate in Jewish activities because you enter these buildings and you feel uh, very uncomfortable with the narrative and the, the, the blind spot of these uh, people. Uh, so I, I decided that I was going to create a space for Jews to act Jewishly without the constraints of, of the establishment. And it turns out that a lot of people feel like I do. Uh, uh, and these people are not usually part of, of a community, precisely a Jewish community, for all the reasons that, that I just mentioned. So I think that's the reason why the, the growth of the Seders has been so huge and so fast, because there are a lot of people that feel this way. And, uh, and there is no systematic way of finding these people, because you can't go to a particular place and find them, but people keep somehow finding out about us, and uh, and it's usually people that are not only not affiliated to Jewish communities, but also they are very far removed from religion, from tradition, because it's become uncomfortable for them. So when they learn that we exist, uh, a lot of people get very excited and, and, and want to be part of this. I understand completely. Certainly, there are a lot of people who their social conscience has been developing very rapidly and, you know, official Judaism has not kept pace with that, to put it mildly. Uh, and so now you've created a focal point and there's a number of focal points across the country and in the United States by which people can try to re-engage 
in a Jewish religion in a way that isn't supporting settler colonialism and oppression and that sort of thing. So that's very important. And there is indeed a sea change that is occurring. And you've seen it yourself. You mentioned it here. Certainly among the youth, you did mention young people as an inspiration for the, the activity you are now doing. And it's true. Uh, official Zionism is, you know, it's losing a lot of youth all over from the United States, Canada, Great Britain. And certainly you can see the panic in the, in the various newspapers and establishment uh, media outlets. And it, yeah, it's, it, you know, all this, what we've had for the last 50, 60 years just doesn't resonate in terms of people's growing consciousness and the social justice activities that have been spreading in Canada and the United States about decolonization and indigenous issues and anti-colonial issues and anti-war and anti-occupation and so on. So obviously there needs to be new structures and organizations to deal with that and, and to sort of represent that. And I think that's what you're doing. So it's very interesting to us and, I, and it's very interesting to people uh, in Canada generally. And we are indeed seeing the growth of organizations and uh, media outlets that discuss these sorts of things. So I, I'm very pleased that you could be with us today, uh, Rabbi Lucia, uh, because I know you are very busy in, in your personal life and there's a lot of you're balancing and juggling a lot of things. So it means a lot to us that you could come into the studio. And, and I know that people in Canada are grateful that you can share your time with us and, and help express and explore what it is that you're doing in Hamilton. So there's going to be opportunities for people to be part of these things. People can go to the Liberation Seder on April 2nd. They can see the visit of Reverend Dr. Naeem Atik on April 30th. The information is all out there on the Jelethin website and Facebook group. That's um, J-E-L-E-T-H-I-N dot C-A, I think you said. Yes, dot C-A. So I hope people go to that. There is information out there. There's the, the Haggadah. It's on the, uh, the website right there and everything like that. So you can see uh, what's going on and, and perhaps get involved. So thanks again, Rabbi Pizarro, for being on the program with us today. Thank you.